0: Well, good evening, EK Nation. Welcome to another edition, back-to-back editions of our EK and Primetime show. This is Face to Face. My name is Rob Houghton. That is David Cole. And we are fired up for another edition of our Face to Face show where we're going to talk to another one of the promoters. It's kind of our promoter season right now, David. We spend a lot of the time uh, through, you know, February, March and April. Uh, talking to some of the promoters of the series that get started. The winter series, of course, wrapping up. The main national and regional series getting fired up here through March, April, and of course, May. Uh, We were in Texas yesterday with uh, Brittany Loboff for the Texas Sprint Racing Series. Today, it's kind of a a double duty kind of thing. We're doing the Pad Holder Super Cup, which is the Northwest Karting Association. We have three members of the program, but we're talking both road racing and sprint. Same organization running both of those disciplines, so it should be a great show, but yeah, uh, we're, we're, we're still going to be rolling through a bunch of season previews, essentially.
1: Yeah, that and it's really unique because in the old days, there were a lot of clubs and organizations that did both sprint and road, yeah. road racing. Dark Kart Club, one of them in Ohio. Badger Kart Club for a number of years hosting the road race at uh, at Road America. Uh, probably down south too. I would assume in Texas region and other areas around the country as well. Um, but right now, currently, this is the only organization that I that we know of that that offers both programs or promotes both programs, uh, both disciplines of the sport because uh, it's it's very rare uh, to see that.
0: And we're talking Pacific Northwest karting right now, Oregon, Washington. Uh, and then occasionally up into uh, the uh, the west coast of Canada as well. It's, a, it's been a hot spot for karting for many, many years, many decades where there's been some top drivers running up there that have won IKF Duffy's uh, around the country. They've worked their way into top-level karting, and many have gone uh, the, the way of a Michael Valiente and became pro racers, uh, whether it's in open-wheel racing or in sports cars as well. So it's always been this hotbed of racing. Kind of, we kind of call it an island in and of itself because it's kind of tucked up there in the Pacific Northwest. Not a lot of people know about it outside of the Pacific Northwest because they're kind of focused on their own racing, but we, of course, at EKN, have been to many races up uh, up there, whether it's Pat's Acres, up at of course uh, uh, Greg Moore Raceway as well, and Chilliwack, and a bunch of the different tracks up in the uh, the Pacific Northwest. So, three people coming to join us here right now. We'll bring them in now: Mike Shorn, uh, Aaron Stanford, and Cole Hagar as well, uh, here to represent the Northwest Carding Association. Guys, thank you so much for uh, taking some time out this evening to be with us. Great to be with you.
2: Glad to be here.
0: So one of the big things we're going to talk about uh, throughout the day, we're going to focus a lot, I think, on the road racing program because it's, it's one of the things, you know, David, we talk a lot about road racing and how uh, it's shrunk to a certain extent but the places that are still and the organizations that are still going are super strong, right? We're getting big numbers at races at at mid-Ohio. Uh, Daytona, of course, still gets big numbers. And Pacific Northwest, to be honest, and kind of in the top part of California, really has uh, some of the best road racing in the country right now.
1: Yeah, it's continued for a number of decades, really, Um, you know, dating back to when I first went out there, what, 2006 or 2008 to cover the Grand Nationals. I can't remember which year it was. I'm getting too old. (laughs) Uh, But um, yeah. So and again, you see a lot of those drivers come this way. Uh, The Hager family, of course, and a lot of the northwest uh, shifter cart racers in the old days used to come to Road America as well too, mid Ohio uh, and other other places as well. And you have some of the guys from the central area of the country heading up to the Pacific Northwest as well to compete with them at their home racetracks as well.
0: Before we bring Aaron and Cole to talk about the road racing program a bit for the Padholder Super Cup, let me roll through the schedule because you guys, Aaron, actually get started in just over a week's time or a couple of weeks time, right? You guys are March 31st, April 1st at Pacific Raceway in Kent, Washington. Uh, The next round, of course, the first week of June at The Ridge in Sheldon, Uh, June 23rd, 24th, a couple of weeks later uh, at Oregon Raceway Park. Then uh, Portland International Raceway, the annual run there to Portland, which is, of course, a fantastic racetrack. IndyCar goes there every year. So a good opportunity for people in the Pacific Northwest to get a chance to run the same track as IndyCar. And you kind of it's kind of uh, bookending of the season with Pacific Raceway again there in Kent, just outside of Seattle. Oh no, all, Aaron, you're pretty happy with the schedule you guys have locked in. That's kind of where you've been for the last couple of years. And it seems to me like you guys are doing a good job kind of cementing road racing in the Pacific Northwest right now.
2: The schedule itself, yeah, it's really good. We've kind of – it moves a weekend or two, but it pretty much stays pretty consistent from year to year. It's kind of dealing with the tracks, and once you get kind of cemented with the track, they tend to give you that same weekend each year. Um, For most of the racetracks, go-karts are kind of low on the totem pole. So once we get our dates and we're kind of set with those decent dates, we just try and hang on to them for as long as we can – and do what we can to get by. Um, The clubs are working together to get those races put together to keep road racing going in the Northwest. It's it's a trying time. It's definitely trying times to keep everything going. COVID actually helped us because when sprint racing wasn't going on, a lot of the people were coming and going road racing. So that kind of helped get some people out of the garages and on the track and got to just come see what it was like to road race. So we've gotten some people that way. So yeah,
0: we always push the need for speed, right? We talked a little bit before we came on air that uh, that I, I did one road race back when I first kind of got into the shifter cart side. I was super excited about it, loved it, and then I've been so busy that I really have never gone back there. David's whole family's uh, has road race, and his dad continues to road race. Dave's too much of a pussy now to road race. So, um, <laughs> wow. But Dave, yeah, Dave more was,
1: vacation time. That's that's what you guys heard, right? More yeah, vacation yeah. time to listen, go road racing. Uh, you Done. Could, go,
0: you <laughs> could go road racing. And we will not even call it a vacation. Right. I, don't, I don't, you know, you know, I don't All mind that. Right. Um, but listen, that's one of the great things that happened over through the mid two thousands. There was a lot of people coming from sprint racing, whether it be shifter carts, tag, or whatever, trying themselves at road racing. Is that something you're seeing still, Aaron, in, in your neck of the woods?
2: We still have some people that come out and try from sprint racing to road racing, and we do have. A fair number that do both and continue to do both sides of it the sprint yes. race and the road race so it's a it's a good mix we're still trying to get more to come out and do it and figure ways to promote it more you know we have our practice days and uh buddy drives as we call it we're can come out buy a wristband pay the 25 bucks whatever and go take a cart out and do a few laps and see what they think
0: really i like that
2: so we try and push that a lot um we have a few people that I'll have some arrive and drive carts ready for road racing this year. Uh, a couple of tag carts that people can try and go do some laps on. It's kind of, road racing, you know, in a way it's kind of like crack. Once you try it, you're just kind of hooked. You're just there.
0: It's a, it's a different style of racing. Cole, let's come to you. You're a veteran driver. Of course, the Hager family has been around for, for, many decades. One of the legendary families of uh, American karting. Uh, when it comes to like, you, uh, do you still do any sprint racing? I don't see you do a lot of sprint racing. It's all there road picture racing right behind them. <laughs> I, I, I could be the Ridge for all I know.
3: That's a, that's, tri, that's Tri-Cities. That's the first round oh, of okay. Tri-Cities are you, last are you, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you
0: still doing a lot of sprint racing as well? Oh
3: yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'll nice. be going to practice this Sunday at okay. Mac and then I'll go to, uh, pretty much every round of this year. Perfect. So give area. me
0: so give me from your side what's the differences in the experience and what's the differences in let's say the approach or strategy or racecraft?
3: I mean, both racecraft is pretty similar. One just kind of happens a little faster than the other, I'd say. Sprint racing for sure is uh it happens a little faster and you can make uh, small errors and they kind of affect you greatly, but it also happens in road racing too. You run over a curb too hard or you take a corner too hot or whatever, and it, it messes you up. And then you see people starting to gap you with the draft and everything like that. It's, it's all, it's all pretty much similar, except for the draft and road racing is a lot harder to master. I think whether you're going for a last, last lap pass or whether you're trying to pass somebody in general, that, that whole slingshot really is a uh, effective in that for sure.
0: David, you can probably attest to that, right? There, it just seems like when every time I've, I've been at road racing events or watch them, it's just so much strategy that's uh, played, but where you need to be on the track.
1: Well, because you're, you're talking sprint racing, you know, the maximum speed, probably about 80 miles per hour to where road racing, you're doing, you know, anywhere between one ten and one twenty, And so that's kind of the big difference. And I, Cole's kind of underestimating it because he didn't draft <laughs> anybody at middle Ohio. When I saw him race there the other year, <laughs> he was just gone. I mean, he literally broke all the drafts. So, um, but yeah, so that's kind of it. So it's, as he said, you know, it, you know, it's, it's just the speed difference really, uh, in terms of that, but. it it is at least the longer straightaways give you more time to kind of think about what you're going to do either this lap or the next lap and especially with uh lap traffic i know i'm sure that that's one of the biggest problems uh you have in road racing is you have drivers who are maybe 10 seconds off the lap time that you're running so it's very and cole can probably attest to this how much more difficult lap traffic can be than actual racing the guys that you're racing with
3: for sure it's constant constant there's always somebody to get around always somebody to work around you know what i mean because they just kind of they throw whoever it it doesn't matter you can come out and race in any class you want to as long as you have a cart. and whether your speed you got to figure it out the front guys will get around you you know just kind of figure it out that's it um mike what about you i know that you've done uh both in your career as well
0: um when it when it comes to road racing and and going back and forth to, to that and sprint racing we'll ask cole the same thing Can you learn something back and forth? Can a guy who's a sprint driver, a sprint carter, go to a road race and maybe learn a little bit that that he can bring back to when he goes sprint racing?
4: Oh, definitely. There's – even running the dirt will give you something to run in sprint, to give you something in road race. All three venues will give you something that you can use in the other venue. And sprint is more reactionary, in my opinion. Whereas road race, you got to sit back for about 19 minutes and wait. And the new sprint guys that come to road race, they don't quite understand that. They they, they got to go now. I just got to do it now. And you're just sitting there. Okay, just calm down. Calm down a little bit. And then last lap, it's like eight wide trying to get down to the finish line. Yeah, so,
0: yeah. Cole, so, Cole was nodding his head the entire time. They're like, yeah, that's about
4: right. Oh, yeah. It's 100% <laughs> right there. Mm-hmm. So it's – and Sprint is more reactionary instinct. So I tend to think that the more mature drivers tend to go to road race because even though you got to have quick reflexes, you have the ability to think a little bit, not in the super fast classes, but in the, you know, like the tag real formula. Even the the 125s, you got a chance to really kind of sit and think about it, and then you can plan. Strategize. It's more of a chess game than anything.
0: And I don't want to overgeneralize it. You know, obviously, sprint racing is tough. We all know this, right? When you're running the sprint tracks up in the uh, Pacific Northwest, there's a couple of bigger ones. For the most part, a lot of them are tighter, right? It's a little more physical on the body. Uh, I, it's coming from a guy who's done some more racing, and both David and I have been kind of racing a little bit more in the last couple of years. It's tougher on the body. Road racing is, I would say, a lot easier on the body. When I've done it, it's just, it's a little more, like you said, it's a little more wide open. It's more about carrying speed. It doesn't have that jostle. Is that, is that something you see potentially? Aaron, some drivers come from sprint racing who may say, "Man, it's you know, I'm running this TAG master class. It's so it's it's beating me up." But if you go road racing, you get the speed you love. And you still get the, the the racing. You still get the camaraderie off the racetrack. But it's not going to you know really give you a hiding every time you go out.
2: Depends on their driving style, what they do. You know, when we run at Pacific Raceways, a lot of guys end up with the sore necks because of the big sweeping corners that are high Gs. So yeah. you get that, you get people with sore ribs because of the G-forces slamming you against the seat. So, yeah, you're not getting the, the initial feeling like you're in the dryer when you're sprint racing versus when you're road racing. It's not as hard on the body, but there are some things that still come to a fact that, like, oh, maybe I really do need this rib vest on for this stuff. Maybe <laughs> yeah, I do yeah, need to yeah. start working my neck out. <laughs> so it's to me, that's why I road race because it's not as brutal on the body. Sprint racing, I just. I can't do
0: it. Like I guess said, yeah, it's, it's, it's a beat up. Let's let's have a look at the schedule here. I know you guys uh, obviously focused on this. Uh, Pacific Raceways, as we said, you talked about it, and we'll give you a chance to kind of give some of the characters of the track. March 31st to April 1st, the end of this month, the first round mm-hmm. of the Padholder Super Cup road race schedule. Uh, for those who have never been to Pacific Raceways, what's it like as a track? You said big high sweepers. Um, is it a fun track to drive or is it a lot of passing opportunities? We'll ask Cole the same thing it's a it's a historic track it's got its
2: own nostalgia it's got its own kinks and bumps that everyone knows about um they have been doing upgrades to the track it's a two and a half mile road course it's got a lot of elevation changes it is a very fun track to drive it's a lot of fun when you're battling with five or six people because there are some spots where you can pass and there's some spots where you just you don't um there's a couple of spots on the track where you can play chicken with somebody You can go 3 wide down into 3A, but whoever's going to break last and make the corner is the one that wins that battle. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Find the same thing going up to 4 into the bus stop. I mean, you can uh, find some fun stuff to do and, and find some different driving lines with some people. And you realize that that track, there's not just one driving line. There's two or three lines to get through a corner, and it all works. Or it might be you just screwed it up, and you made it work that time, and you got lucky right?
3: Cool. Oh, absolutely. I'm all about luck.
0: <laughs> luck is good. Luck is an opportunity meets preparation. Uh, two month break after that, Aaron, into the Ridge. You and I have talked about the Ridge before. We've had you on the show here uh, talking about the series, talking about the Ridge. It's kind of It was kind of a great little um, uh, addition to the lineup for tracks up in the Pacific Northwest. How has the track kind of evolved, uh, you know, asphalt wise over the last couple of years? And are you, uh, is it still a fantastic place to drive? I know you talked all about the elevation changes. It just looks like a tremendous place to go race.
2: It does have a lot of elevation change. They did do the last layer of asphalt on the track and sealed it. Um, okay. All the curbing has been upgraded and done. They are continue to upgrade the facility. They now have like a, a banquet hall type thing building there. They've got garages now that you can rent um for the day. It's I mean, it's all in all, it's starting to look a lot like Miller did. You know, it's really yeah, they've all got right. some facilities, they got the garages going up, they uh still got the concession cart track going and they've improved the pit area. So now there's not just one big pit area, there's three pit areas that you can get. You know, we've got pit 1a is what we use and it's way more than what we need but there's a, a b and a c so you can do more more uh activities on the in the track there but the track itself elevation changes is great um it's just a fun place to go they is, have it, a is it
0: one of your bigger draws
2: if it's dry oh really it's if, not a fun track in the wet that's for sure
0: is it ju- is it just tough because you're all uh, all the, the crowns on the road the elevation? No, there's a few spots where there's like a
2: river that goes across the front straight away, and it's just not.
1: That would make sense. (laughs) It
2: gets
3: scary, for sure. It's
2: a fun fun thing in the rain. But if it's dry out, you
0: normally do get some pretty big numbers because people do like the track. We pause our face-to-face broadcast for this quick commercial break. Stay tuned for more here on the EKN Radio Network. all over the karting world, everyone knows OTK is the gold standard for quality and performance. In the US, OTK USA is the source for all things OTK. From the legendary Tony Kart brand to the race-winning Cosmic and Exprit chassis and now the new Red Speed and EOS brands, OTK quality is second to none. All five brands are winning races and championships across the country in national programs like the Rock Cup USA Florida Winter Tour and the Challenge of the Americas, the Skuza Pro Tour and Winter Series, and the Pro Kart Challenge, United States Pro Kart Series, and the WKA Manufacturers Cup. And OTK products are also front and center on the podium of club and regional races from coast to coast. To learn more about a specific product line, to find the OTK USA dealer near you, whether it's Tony Kart, Cosmic Xpreem, Red Speed or EOS, visit www.otkusa.com. Specific chassis territories are still available, so kart shops interested in adding a winning component to their product lineups can contact OTK USA directly. Made in the USA. It's not just a statement, it's the mission at Factory Carts of America. Led by four-time Supernatural champion Billy Musgrave, Factory Carts manufactures their frames completely in-house at the Riverside, California facility. Built and designed from the ground up specifically for the American karting market, Factory Carts brings new innovations and solutions that are long overdue. Factory Carts bring together the highest quality materials to produce a high performance, long lasting cart that has been designed and perfected from three years of development, with a focus for a big push across North America in 2023. No other carting manufacturer stands behind its product like Factory Carts does, providing a two year warranty on all their frames. Do you remember when American made meant innovative, original, stronger, faster, and just plain better? Well, American Made is back. Contact Factory Carts today to join the American Made movement. Learn more by visiting FactoryCarts.com or email Billy anytime at info at Welcome back to Face to Face on the EKN Radio Network. Now that we got a bunch of people tuned in, if you do have any questions for Cole, Aaron, or uh, Mike, feel free to put them in the comments and we'll bring them into the show here right now. Uh, Oregon Raceway Park. I don't know anything about Oregon Raceway Park. That's round number three, June 23rd, 24th. What about, uh, what about that track, Aaron? Ooh, I think it's a
2: big sprint track.
0: Is it? It's yeah. a big sprint track.
2: It's got, Absolutely. A, it's tire degradation is huge there. I like It'll that. Eat your tires quick. Um, lots of blind corners, uh, the backside, we call them the whoops because you go up and over and you can't see. Um, and then it drops off into a left hand corner, a lot like uh, Laguna Seca. You go up wow. the backside, also, it turns left and drops down. And you just, if you don't point the cart the right place, you're not going to make it. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Yep. It's got a the half pike, which is fun. So in the 125s, as you're going through the half pike, you're just constantly pulling gears and you're just feeling the G forces, throwing you back and forth across the track. It's a, it's a hard track to get the flow of it, to feel comfortable to you. Um, but it's it's definitely challenging, and it's a fun track to battle on. It's a boring track to run by yourself, but when you're in a battle with some people, it's a lot of fun.
3: Cole, would you attest to that? A 125 group of five or six guys, pretty good place to race? Oh, it's a good place to race. It's hard, though. That track is by far one of my hardest that I had to learn. It was, it's tough, it is tough. I got my butt spanked by my dad and my uncle for a good while before I, <laughs> before I learned before I learned. You're yeah. not the only
0: one, Cole. No. You're not the
3: only one. So So it's, it's pro-
1: so okay. yeah, that it's like a sprint track where you need more laps in order to feel more comfortable to cuz most road race tracks, I mean, it takes a day to get used to where this seems like it it takes a, a more more than a weekend to, to 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 find your marks and be able to hit that.
4: It's been nine years. I'm
2: still trying to get used to it. it, It's (laughs) really like,
4: it's really, you're busy the whole time. There's no, there's no time to sit and rest. So you're, you're on the wheel the whole time. And that's probably one of the coolest things about the variety we have in the Northwest is we got Portland coming up long. If you're not using the chicane, You can just eat a hot dog, drink a Coke while you're going down the front straightaway, and then can make your turn. But if you're running the chicane, oh, my God, people just got to learn how to use the brake. And Oregon Raceway Park, you are on the wheel the whole time. Even in the slow classes, you're on the wheel. Sheldon, I really like it because the uh, corkscrew coming down in there. And uh, there's a bunch of places you can really push out and pass on. And um, anyway, I didn't mean to steal the shoulder. Oh, but I,
0: oh, I, love, I love the fact that you can run through the menu of road, road courses and say, I love this because of this. I love this because of this. Because everything has yeah. its own unique uh, signature. Uh, Aaron, let's talk about the Portland International Raceway event. Of course, you know, I always say that it's cool to be able to run on a track where IndyCar runs on, whether it was mid-Ohio, or back in the day with Road America. You get a chance to run on a track that, you know, the big pro guys get a chance to run on. Portland, of course, Labor Day weekend for IndyCar, the USF Pro Championships. Uh, This is a different weekend for you guys. You have five race weekends, but six races in total. Give me kind of the update on that July 28, 29 weekend at PIR. So the Friday,
2: instead of it being a practice, is going to be an actual race day. So that will be race day one. So we'll run that day on Friday. We'll still have our morning practice, but then we'll go straight into race day. And then same thing with Saturday. It's another event. So it's not combined like with one of Friday. It's a complete separate event for Saturday. And we'll do the same thing, get the two or three hours of practice in the morning, go right into our race day. And then we're done. So it's a it's our double header. It's a it's a tough one because most of us will go do the Friday practices and we're like, well, we'll run half today. It's not kind of pressure. People show up. This one you gotta come, you gotta have your game ready. Pray nothing goes wrong so you can run for Saturday. And it's like the goal is to get home and everything's still running. Are
0: you running the, ch- are you running the chicane both days or, like Mike said, you open it up for one of the days? That I
4: don't no. know. <laughs> uh, We tried it last year and one one each way, and I believe the club has voted to go with chicane both days just so people don't get mixed up. Um, don't get mixed up. And, well,
1: that would be true because, I mean, you know, us Carters, we, we, we're not very smart. That's
2: true.
4: Uh, it well, happens. I mean, right off. You know when our <laughs> average age is like 60 what do you expect you know just <laughs>
1: sure enough. Cole, Cole brings the average down I know he helps out we're getting some <laughs> young
4: ones we had some pretty good young ones come down a couple times and so we even had some junior twos and some two sixes a couple times so we're getting there we're getting some but cool. Uh,
1: I was gonna say Cole the portland racetrack that's more of like a rhythm racetrack it seems i the, the laps i did a, a few years back it just seemed like a rhythm racetrack not very technical just more of a rhythm
3: absolutely yeah absolutely just going for the same lap time every time if you can yep for sure not in the
1: crowd, you're not
3: huh it's a not in the
2: crowd, you're not, no, coming, out of, not.
0: coming out of that <laughs> final corner
3: on oh, the front yeah. straightaway man you are ripping through there oh yeah for sure for sure. That's at least the, uh, probably starting out at 80, probably starting out at 80. Yeah. You know, climbing from what, there. What's your top
0: speed there? Do you know, do you recall?
3: Uh, it's probably 120 oh, in, a, in the so in the on our Modenese. Yeah, probably 120.
0: That is so good. Uh, Cole, do is there a favorite if you look at the uh the, the four venues, is there a track that's your favorite there?
3: I, I like the ridge. The ridge is my favorite. I haven't been there in a couple of years now, actually. So, all right, yeah, that's one of my favorites for sure.
0: All right, I like that. That sounds good, uh, Aaron. Anything else to throw out there for for road race right now? Got a chance, of course, talk about the pad holder Super Cup Road Race Series getting started in just a week and a half. Over two weeks and a half, what two and a half? Two and a half.
2: Yeah, right? two weeks. Yeah.
0: Two weeks. Yeah, it's Wednesday. Yeah, yep. two weeks. We have a we'll have
2: moving day Thursday evening. Uh, I think at five we're allowed to go in, and it's going to be. Knocking the rust off, you know, those old guys who haven't been on the cart and Friday practice and get to try, uh, see if what we did over the winter is working. A lot of people got new packages, so it'll be kind of like the test day on Friday, uh, and then get ready for Saturday. It's going to be a kickoff.
0: That's one thing we didn't talk about either. You guys do a Friday practice Saturday race. So Sunday you're, if you're staying overnight, you're you're driving home on Sunday, right?
2: Uh, some of the checks will allow you to leave your, like pull your equipment out by the gate and, and leave it overnight. But most of the time we get done Saturday and everyone's gone and going home to your home Sunday. Wow. I like that. Which which makes it kind of nice, you know, granted you miss work on Friday but you're home Sunday to do your adulting stuff to get ready for work on Monday.
1: <laughs>
0: so this is the Pacific Northwest, obviously, but one of the things I know you guys have done in the past was try to kind of work a little close more closely with some of the guys down in Northern California. Uh, is that something you guys still do a little bit? Are you able to draw drivers from, from maybe uh, uh, you know, Southern part of the Northern parts of California to come and run those races?
2: We have a few that come to all the races Okay, um, that do travel up, that do the road race. And we actually have some that, do the sprint side as well. They prefer to come up and run our series than the ones down there. We do have some that will go from up here and go do the Thunder Hill race. Yep. And uh, when they run the, the uh, East track, they okay. so, yeah, still get them going back and forth.
0: Dave, do you want to bring that question in? We got somebody just asked a question. Yeah. Here's a good sure. one here for you folks. Uh, it says from, Okay, Sundar, what are your three top tips? Or top three tips for someone moving into shifter from TAG. I'm going to say that's road racing. Uh, so if you're going to go from TAG to shifter in road mm-hmm. racing, uh, Aaron, we'll start with you. Then we'll go to Cole. Uh, seat time.
2: It just takes seat time. Um, go out and get the feel for the the cart, the shift points. Yeah, Speed will come with time. You know. Likely, Kamal is from road racing. He's never sprint raced, so I don't really have to explain that darting and moving out like in sprint racing is like a major factor that you don't do in a road course.
3: Just easy, yeah. easy on the wheel. That's all. <laughs> is. Easy on the Quiet wheel.
0: Quiet hands. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, like the, the one time I did road race, that was the interesting thing was just getting used to being able to, to the downshifting into the corners and carry more speed through the corner, kind of figuring out what gear to be in. I got to expect that for somebody coming from tag to, to shifters, you guys have a lot of people in the paddock would be more than happy. I think to kind of sit them down and go through some, you know, track maps and and figure shift points. Right.
2: Yeah. There's a, it's like even when my daughter went from tag to shifting and she wants to know everything. I'm like, you just need to go out there and drive it. You'll feel (laughs) it. You just got to feel it. Once you start filling your don't have power, you pull another gear. The hard part is telling them not to use the gear to break in the (laughs) corner. It's like you actually got to use your brake pedal. You
0: can't use the engine. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Get, yeah. get, 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 get that initial brake hit. Is there a big, Cole, is there a big, huge brake hit? I know that you, we talk car racing to, to some people. They talk about they want that really hard initial brake hit, then you roll off. It's different, of course, in, in sprint racing. You don't want to lock the brake up. What's the braking technique like on a, a road course when you're going from 120 down to whatever 40 in some of the sure. corners? Sure. Yeah.
3: Well, in sprint racing, for my uh, experiences, you'll use a lot of front bias we're using four-wheel brakes so in yeah. front bias in uh sprint really stops a car straight handles the bumps well just overall better in road horse you roll that back more into the rear of the car because if you have it in the front it'll make everything twitchy and darty because you're going so fast and it's more of a it's more of an ease on the pedal than a, a quick jab you know what okay. i mean yeah it's just ro- more roll than than hard stop for sure
2: good to you know part, you got to ask somebody who
3: actually uses the
2: brakes on the road course.
3: (laughs) Aaron, you're not that guy. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, let's, let's wrap up the, 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 uh, the road race segment Then we'll jump quickly into the sprint and talk a little bit about the sprint series, which was so strong last year as well. Anybody want
4: to go around the horn, Mike, anything to add about the road racing program? No, it's, it looks like a good schedule this year. Actually, I'm going to dabble in the tag class this year and, Kind of hang out. I'll uh, see if I actually have to use front brakes or not. <laughs>
0: Aaron, what about you?
2: I'm uh I'm excited for the schedule. Um, the the two month break is going to be kind of hard, but it's fine. It gives us time to recoup whatever we need to. Uh, just looking for a good season. Try to get some more people out there and keep rolling.
0: One thing we didn't mention is uh, obviously the, the the paddock, the camaraderie in the paddock and, ro- and road racing, I think is a little bit different to sprint racing as well, where a lot of times in sprint tracks, people got, the, you know, the tents are all locked up. You're cutting your own deal. When you go road racing, it's more of a big community, right? With, with the easy ups up and a cocktail at the end of the day kind of a thing. It's, it just seems to me in all the times I've been to road racing events, it's been a really warm atmosphere in the paddock.
2: It definitely is. It's uh, amazing how many people help each other to even race competitors. Yeah. You know, if something's wrong, somebody will hand you a tool, they'll hand you a part. They might argue with you afterwards, but at least you're on the track racing with them. Um, Majority of the time, most of the groups, when the racing is over, they will. They'll sit around and bench race, have a drink, potluck some food. You know, it's not everyone's in a hurry to lock up and run to the hotel
0: yeah that's, that's exactly. kind of one of
2: the biggest complaints is like we don't want to leave the track we want to stay at the track
0: <laughs> right uh cole what about you let's wrap things up on the you're pretty excited about this you're obviously going to do some double duty this year are you going to do the full road race series or, or are, you, are you going to be running the sprint
3: most of the year it's up to my family if we do the full road race series. I will for sure be doing the full sprint series though, because okay. I'll, I'll be running for my uh, my grandfather Don. So there you that, go. That'll be Very good. Very nice. For sure. Very nice. All right.
0: <laughs> let's uh let's jump into the sprint side. This is cool because we don't get oftentimes to do this. We talk road race and sprint with the Northwest uh karting association crew, Mike Shorn, Aaron Stanford, and Cole Hagar joining us on this edition of Face to Face. Guys, let's talk sprint racing because to be honest. One of the really cool things that's happened in the Pacific Northwest is this sprint program with Pad Holder Super Cup has really locked things in. Everybody seems to be working together, which is not the term we normally talk about when it comes to karting. But, man, everybody's working together. Uh, Tri-City Kart Club, Portland Karting Association, Puget Sound Go-Kart Association, Spokane Kart Racing Association, and the Sumas International Motorsports Academy. Five different racetracks through uh, Washington and Oregon. This is lining up to be, Mike, a really good season of competition.
4: Oh yeah, it's uh, our numbers are looking pretty good so far pre-entries. Uh, one real quick thing I wanted to say: one of our famous Northwest drivers, Stingray Rob, now an Indy driver. Yes. I to throw that out there along with a couple of our other guys, um, uh, Smith. I can't remember his first name. Uh, Jacob. Jacob. Yep, he's uh, running uh, late models like, or stock cars, hmm. and there's a couple other ones I believe, and I don't have them all unfortunately, but nice Top of my head. But yes, awesome. We got the good thing about it is we have actually 10 member tracks and we all rotate. We all work together. Uh We argue just like a family <laughs> and uh we all figure it out and we come together. We know in the long run, if we work together, we'll get, we'll get success. And, and you know, it's, as much as we have competitive shops, competitive tracks, they all they all realize bottom line, bottom dollar. If we don't work together, we're just not going to uh, stay stay above the above the black line. If yeah, that's
0: and that's got to be the understanding of the sport. You know, we talk David and I do quite a bit on everything that we do about the grassroots level, right, which is club level racing. There's club level racing, and obviously we put a lot of focus on national events, whether it's a Supercarts, USA Pro Tour, Super Nats, USPKS, some of these big national events. And we, of course, <coughs> focus on a lot of the grassroots stuff with our support of the CKNA series and running ourselves at the Grand Nationals, an event like that. But it's that middle level, which is so crucial as well, because the regional level, like what you guys are doing with the Pad Holder Super Cup, allows club racers to kind of you know go to that next level, challenge themselves, improve. And then the regional level guys get to go nationally as as well. And to to hear that the the clubs are working together, that's key because you have to have a strong regional program when you've got that many clubs in in an area.
4: Oh, yes. And, you know, and that, and I wish I could take all the credit. It's actually the clubs themselves that realize it and say, Hey, we got to do something. We got it. And, you know, and so it's been working very well. We do well with it. Um, it's going to be a great season. We got some good stuff. We got our officiating pretty well. The great, the other thing is, which is um, we have some national drivers that'll come poke around with us and play with us. And uh, we can give them, we can actually give some of them pretty good run for their money. So it's not like we're just some small regional thing. We actually, we got players. And so that's really cool. And we draw from California a little bit and we draw from Canada. We draw from, the rest of the Idaho, Washington, Oregon, so we got some we got some good things going, and we got more things in the works for a couple of years in the future. We got a couple of other clubs looking to join in, and um, it's it's great. The biggest problem will be parking. <laughs> yeah, that's that's exactly the, the, the issue you
0: want you want to have no great problem we have great yes. problem. first round uh uh april 14th 15th and 16th at the tri-city car club in richland i was up there a couple of years ago and that's a really cool racetrack i love the way it's kind of designed it Kind of goes downhill then back uphill uh it seems like a really really raceable track itself uh colt you said you're going to be there is that a track that uh, you look forward to it it looks i just really enjoyed the racing when i was there to call it was so good all, all weekend long
3: Oh, yeah. They've done a, a ton of upgrades to it now as far as the surface goes. So it's okay. not the same layout as what you probably saw a few years ago, but it's uh, still going to be a pretty good raceable track, I think. Yeah, it'd be awesome.
4: Mm. And you're
0: running 125 there?
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's, the KZ. And,
0: and Mike, what's the 125 KZ category look like? What kind of numbers do you guys have up in the Pacific Northwest?
4: Actually, I think we have um, – I think we got about like a dozen uh, lights and uh, almost a dozen heavies, So wow. and they run together. Okay. So it's going to be, actually, it will be a full field on the track. And so that's going to be pretty cool. The the other one that's really impressive this year is the uh, 60cc class. Really? We got over a dozen pre-entries in that already, along with the uh, 206 Cadet. That's close to 15 or 16. So uh, there's there's going to be some real heavy racing.
0: We pause our face-to-face broadcast for this quick commercial break. Stay tuned for more here on the EKN Radio Network. Motor mounts. They keep your engine attached to your chassis, right? The answer is, they're much more important than that. Your motor mount is critical in transferring 100% of the power from your engine through to your tires and the racetrack. You need this to get on the podium each and every time you race. Odenthal Racing Products is here for you, providing the best motor mounts on the karting market today, all designed to make sure you're using all the horsepower you pay for. Odenthal Racing Products is a family-owned and operated business with decades of karting experience in providing products with unmatched quality and value for our racing community. The Pro Series mount for two cycle engines, which is available in zero, five, and eight degree inclinations, provides a rigid structure to help keep vibration to a minimum without adding too much weight to your setup. The 4-cycle Easy set system is one of the most popular mounts for the & Stratton 206 power plant. Multiple mounting holes provide the most adjustability depending on your chassis and seat placement. To ensure a tight fit to your chassis, our ORP wedge clamps get the job done, and they feature a number of design updates to provide a lower profile and lighter weight. The clamps are available from 28mm to 32mm in both standard and Euro style sizes. And now, Odenthal has also revolutionized the karting industry with its new EZGP camera mounting system. Designed to mount anywhere on your chassis with one or two cameras, the ORP EZGP camera mount is your solution to capture that onboard winning moment. Head to odenthalracing.com and find a dealer near you. Odenthal Racing Products, proudly made in the USA. Run by the racers, for the racers. The Padholder Super Cup Series is gearing up for an exciting 2023 season, both in sprint and road racing. Make sure you're a part of either championship program promoted by the Northwest Karting Association, one of the longest standing organizations in the Pacific Northwest. The sprint program features five race weekends, which begins in April at the Tri-City Kart Club outside Richland, Washington, and wraps up at the Sumas International Motorsports Academy just south of the Canadian border on the first weekend of August. You can quench your need for speed with the Padholder Super Cup Road Racing Series, which opens the 2023 season on the March 31st to April 1st weekend at Pacific Raceway. The series then visits Ridge Motorsports Park on June 3rd and 4th. Two weeks later, the third stop of the 2023 schedule takes competitors to Oregon Raceway Park. The annual visit to the Portland International Raceway is set for the July 28 29 weekend, and the series finale is scheduled for September 29th and 30th, bringing things full circle at Pacific Raceway. Head over to padholdersupercup.com to learn more about racing against the best in the Pacific Northwest. Welcome back to Face to Face on the EKN Radio Network. And the cadets of the future, right? That's the beauty of that. Anytime you're seeing 16 to 20, 25 in cadets, whatever it may be, those are the kids you're going to have for the next five, six, seven years, if not more.
4: Oh, absolutely. And so that's – go ahead. I
1: was going to say, so what you're saying is there's more sting robs coming up. Sting robs, yeah.
4: Yeah. (laughs) Well, let's hope. Let's hope. You know, we got to keep the Northwest represented well, you know, so – uh, but yeah, it's, it's good. We got some really great families. Um, the tents are still pretty open yet, which is the other cool thing about the Northwest. Yeah. Uh, um, you can walk into anybody's pit pretty much. And uh, if it's after the last checkered, somebody will offer you a, a beverage of some type. <laughs>
0: that sounds about right. That's perfect.
2: There's uh, also a, with our region, every class that we run in the sprint, has got sponsors for this year. Yes.
0: The, the, the group has done a great job. I know when we talked, Mike, you and I talked it with David last year about this, you, you rattle off a bunch of sponsors because man, you're right. As Aaron said, you guys have a ton of people lining up to make sure this is a, this is a serious program. And you're of course, pad holder uh, with the naming rights on the series, but man, you got a lot of class sponsors. I know that for sure.
4: Yeah. So I actually, thank you, Aaron, for mentioning that. Uh, we had a couple of new ones this year, uh, Madonna racing and, uh, um Black Star. And then the list Burley out, Products is uh becoming our set. I said get the list out. <laughs> Working yeah, on know. it. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. Okay, I'll run it through, but I want to say Burley Products, they're stepping up for the trophies in the sprint. And I want to throw a special shout out to uh, Augie's Fiberglass. They uh threw some money in for the rotary sponsorship this year, too. So nice. I wanted to Give a shout-out for them. They're doing three or four classes in, in the road race. Nice. Uh, but, yes, Pad Holder, number one, Collision, uh, our two big our, our title sponsors, along with then Burley for the uh, trophies. We got Midnight Motorsports, Lane's Landscaping, uh, Italian Motors, Huggler Racing, Black Star, Helmet House, Excel Racing, Madonna Racing, uh, Oldenthal Race Products, Chin Construction, CMC, Augie's, generations Bar and grill Carter Rama Lacan our tire our spec tire series they've been really good to us in city prints helping us out with designs and banners and such and then uh, Mike's card stands with the printing so we're very fortunate that we can uh, allow the clubs to enhance the revenue that is needed to keep the club the doors open with our sponsorships to uh, take care of a lot of those those important expenses of bills and things, et cetera.
0: Listen, that's what it comes down to, right? We all want to go racing. It's the sponsors that that are key. If you hear a sponsor's name, you want to support them because without that sponsorship money coming in, you're not paying, of course, track rental. And Aaron, as you know, uh, track rental for big tracks is significantly more uh, then our, our car tracks and our car track rentals are getting up and up as well, but man, it's, it costs more and more money to go road racing. I know we, we're we talking sprint. We'll come back to road racing. It's the class sponsorships. It's people that go racing. It is crucial because, you know, I, I know entry fees kind of go up a, a little bit here and there, but it just costing more and more money to be able to run at these, at these big tracks these days.
4: Almost definitely. Yeah. So, um, that's one of the reasons why we have a two day event at Portland. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. We gotta we gotta we're like Aaron says, carding's kind of third on the list or fourth on the list when it comes to get track time. So in order to be able to get a relatively decent date, you have to go for either a whole weekend or at least two days of the weekend. So you're you're looking at not all tracks, but most of the tracks in the northwest, you're looking at ten thousand just for pavement for the day. That doesn't include anything else. So you know that's that's a pretty big, uh, pretty big bill to to look at and hope to hope the goodness you're going to be able to pay for it at the end of the weekend. So.
0: Yeah, David.
1: Um, you know, we've we've talked about hundred CC racing growing and being huge numbers throughout the country. What's what's the status of that? I know we talked about it. I think last year a little bit. You know, you guys were adding it. I think you we talked off air. I don't know if we said it yet on yeah, air that you guys know. are are adding it to the road race program. Is is that category at sprint? uh is that in in kind of the still growing stages uh the 100 cc because you obviously have a good solid grip on 206 you've had obviously world formula uh, for a long long period of time and of course tag racing and shifter racing but what about that 100 cc region or 100 category
4: so last year it started off gangbusters we had probably 20 25 uh, senior and junior and then towards the end of the season it just I don't know why it just um, People got tired or what, but I believe this year more and more people are starting to get the 100s and figuring it out, and uh, we're going to see more of it. I think it's – they're looking at the uh, cost versus tag, and I think they're going to start coming with that. As far as the road race, we're throwing it out there. If somebody wants to come out, we'll take you. We'll have you. You'll, You'll find somebody to race against. That's the cool thing about road race. You'll find somebody to race against. And when you got seven, six, seven classes on the track at one time, you're going to find somebody to race with. Yeah, that's very true.
0: Very true. Uh, so all in all we talked about the, a little bit about the, the layout of the schedule. And again, there's Tri-City, there's, there's some tracks that are a bit wider. There's some uh, more, let's say, legendary racetracks, like a Tacoma, like a Spokane Washington. These are a couple of tracks that are a little bit tighter, and it's 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 a different style of racing to a certain extent, Mike. We kind of talked about it off air a little bit, but uh, it's old school, right? It's a tighter racetrack. You got to qualify well, it's not quite as easy to pass. You're not just making a long run and then get on the brakes and and getting by somebody. It's a it's a tougher, it's a tougher attack. A track to attack but it takes a little more finesse i think as well.
4: It it definitely will bring out the racecraft in the driver. Yeah. And you do need to have that racecraft. You're going to have to uh, like Tacoma, you're going to have to think about five laps ahead and on a 7 minute 7 minute pre-final and a 12 minute final cuz we run everything by time. You got basically 15 16 laps in the pre-final and you got about 25 laps in the main you got to think about 6 7 laps ahead to really figure out what you're going to do and then hope the hope the goodness the other guy doesn't do what you planned on doing when <laughs> you try to make the move but uh so there'll be that's going to be tight racing and yes you you do need to be qualifying well and uh going from there so we're looking forward to it it's it'll be a challenge well and we got a lot of new people so they you know it'll take they'll they'll have some bumps and scrapes that they didn't realize that they're going to have. (laughs) That happens everywhere. It's not just, not just there. It just happens everywhere. And, you know, we try to do our best to calm them down and, uh and get them excited for the next race. And if they break some, we jump right in and try to get it fixed so they can get back out there and actually enjoy the weekend.
0: It's the beauty of the different racetracks, man. Every track's got a different characteristic, a uh, different personality you have to attack. And Cole, I'll come back to you one more time. Obviously diametrically opposed. Portland International Raceway, the road course, Tacoma uh, at, at the Puget Sound Club track. I, I, I have to
3: think in a 125, that place would be a handful. Um, Yeah, it's a lot for sure. <laughs> it's a lot and it really beats you up a lot as well. I, I'm always bruised and bumped and all sorts, but I've always had a good time after That's being good. there. That's so good. yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, guys, let's wrap things up. David, anything other questions you might have for Mike, Aaron or Cole?
1: No, I think we covered it, you know, uh, and then your, your schedules on the sprint side, Friday practices, and then you guys race on Sunday. So you have uh, qualifying pre-final and final, correct?
4: Yes. And, uh, we we moved the schedule a little bit. We're not having uh we only have a quick warm-up each Saturday. Oh excuse me, Saturday and Sunday, so we can move through the day a little bit faster. Uh we got a lot of groups. We've done very well at keeping on time. Pretty, pretty close to being on time. The goal is to be done. Trophies presented by 5 30 on Sunday, so everybody can get out, get home, get some rest. Um, so we're we're working on, we're gonna do we're going to try to do a little bit of a seminar Friday after practice at Tri-Cities um, uh, with, the new, with some of the 206 items that have come up of late in the media. We're going to try to nip some of that and uh, kind of give a better understanding for people that think it's a black art and try to <laughs> kind it's of get
1: magic. that. Yeah, it's
4: magic. Uh, and it's really about being able to tune and drive
0: that's it
1: what (laughs) that's that's what we're supposed to do
0: what i had no idea i can't buy two tents everywhere i go
1: i thought i I thought i could just jump in cole's car and go fast just as fast as him
0: (laughs) yeah
4: you never know you never know (laughs) all right folks
0: we're done. Let's wrap this thing up. Uh, guys, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. The Pacific Northwest, again, has been a hotbed of Cardi's for so many years. So many fantastic drivers have come out of there winning Duffy's, uh, of course, up down, up and down the West Coast. They've come east to win Duffy's as well back in the day, but uh, so many great uh, professional drivers coming out. Stingray Rob, one of the most recent we'll watch this year in the NTT IndyCar Series. I'm sure uh, he'll be carrying the Pacific Northwest flag big time. The Pad Holder Super Cup, Mike, Aaron, and Cole is going to be a great one, both in sprint. Uh, and in the road race, uh, as you've got uh, some great venues. You've got some great events. And it's going to be a fantastic season. David, you put your finger up one more. Here we go. What? Cole, <laughs> will you run Supernats this year? Aaron, are you going to let me pass on that last corner again at Pacific? Wow. wow. Like right coming into the final minute, we got... Why not? Throw him under smack the Smack talk from Shiver.
3: <laughs> White flag, baby. <laughs> Cole, we'll start with
0: you. Are you going to run Supernats?
3: Uh, my... Uh, team principal said I had to get three tenths faster everywhere okay, for me well, to go to Super Nets, So There you go. Probably not. <laughs> Probably not.
0: <laughs> and Aaron, are you going to wave them by? Uh, no. There you go. I'm yeah,
2: going to hit check them. I mean, That's I'm going to grace gracefully rub him beside me.
0: Somebody put some fuel fire. I'll help. Fire. <laughs> I'll help. <laughs> <laughs> so I expect to see Brandon Schreiber with at least a, uh, a DNF <laughs> come racing. Our third uh, place or third pl- or third place. All right. I can live yeah. with that. I like it. Some uh, smack talk to, cra- to to wrap things up, Mike, Aaron, Cole. Thank you so much for joining us guys. We appreciate it. Best of luck on a great season this year. All right. Thank you. Great. Thank, thank, you,
4: thank you for having us.
0: That is the Northwest Carding Association, David, uh, again, Pacific Northwest. We've had a chance to go up to a bunch of races up there over the, over years, whether it's Pat's acres, again, a lot of different tracks. I, I got a chance to go to Sumas and drive there. It's just, a, it's just such a fantastic community of Carters. They've been around forever, some legendary families, the Hagar's being one of them, the Holmbo's as well. There's so many great families that have been around and still are racing, like the Valientes and other families like that that have made this what it is up there. And The bottom line is they're going to have a great season again
1: the goulix uh, the wicks the wicks you know, keep and, going yeah. again Gulics, I, I didn't realize i raced with it. i covered his dad racing the road race That's back right. when i went up there and and when i did go up there you know they welcomed me with open arms they had no idea who i was just some kid that was doing some reporting for e-karting news so uh, it was cool and uh, great to go up there and experience the hospitality and, and the good racing that goes on there and again like you said like they keep saying you know open tents everybody's welcoming uh, it's the kind of community and atmosphere that you want to be around. And certainly, you know, sp- I haven't been in any sprint racing, but I'm assuming it's the same way there as well.
0: And around the country, we're seeing big numbers, of course, USPKS, East Coast, uh, 4 Cycle C, KNA having over 350 drivers at their uh, spring nationals. The sport really growing. And although even it's that kind of island like we talked about up in the Pacific Northwest that uh, kind of keeps to itself to a certain extent, there are great racetracks. They're fantastic people. We talk all about the sponsors they get and how great this program is developing. This Pad Holder Super Cup, Dave, we've covered it over the last couple of years. It's growing. It's getting bigger. They're expecting potentially 150 racers over 300 entries for the opening round at Tri-City. This is going to be a great start to the new season of sprint racing up there.
1: Yeah, exciting. Again, the bringing people from the club level, and as Mike said, national guys coming back to to keep their keep honing their skills and keeping keeping the rust off and getting ready for the next big races. So again, it's it's a great mixture. Again, it's we have that in the Pacific, Pacific Northwest Route 66 Texas Sprint Racing Series. We got Challenge, the Pro Kart Challenge in California. So there's a great again North Northeast has now a couple of regional programs that are building up as well too. So again. They see that, you know, with the numbers that we're getting both at the club and national level, there's that in between. That's a perfect, perfect fit.
0: So one last note, if you're a sprint racer, check a road race off the bucket list. If you've never road raced before, go do it. Pick out one of those races. Of course, head to the Pad Holder Super Cup uh, website. Look for the road race section. Find a race on there and go try it. Even if you do the buddy day, but bring your card out. Uh, talk to Aaron Stafell. Talk to the Hagers. Whoever it may be, get a hold of somebody. Come out and do a road race if you haven't done it before. You're going to be hooked. It's so much fun. It's high speed. It's more of a chess game. We talked about. You're going to really enjoy it. If you if you're a sprint racer, at least one time this year. Head out to one of the Pad Holder Super Cup road race events. You will not be disappointed. Big thank you to Cole, Mike, and Aaron, folks. Thank you so much for tuning in for this edition of Face to Face. It's episode number 67 as we continue to work our way through a set-year season previews of all the regional and national programs. Lots more to come over the next couple of weeks, folks. I uh, Don't go anywhere. We've got lots here on the EKN YouTube channel. On behalf of David Cole, my name's Rob Howden. Bye for now.